0: My goal through this podcast is to inspire and empower as well as motivate you to move forward in life. I also provide one-on-one coaching, so if that's something you're interested in, listen all the way to the end for ways to connect with me. Welcome to episode number 143. This week's guest is sharing with you how you can redefine success and find your own
1: definition.
0: Welcome to this week's podcast interview. I've brought on Jake Fru. Jake, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Heather.
0: I love, it's such a small world. One of my best girlfriends, um, she actually introduced me to your YouTube channel several months ago and then more recently was like, Heather, you've got to have Jake on. So I reached out, but if you would give the listeners a little background, where do you live and what do you do?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. I, um, I'm currently living in Denver, Colorado, and I'm living in this van, so, um, I have a full-time job in Denver. I work for a marketing company, but then kind of just hop around wherever I want in the city and just kind of stay in different neighborhoods. But, um, just about, it's probably been two or three years now. I started focusing on, um, video work kind of as a, a passion project on the side. And so that's kind of, um, well, that's how you found out about me was through YouTube. And that's kind of my passion projects that I'm building right now is my YouTube channel.
0: Yes. And the podcast listeners can't see, but the, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can, you're currently sitting in your van. You gave me a little tour cause I didn't know anything about van life. And so it's actually pretty cool to me. Um, what may, I guess we might have to go a little more background, but you know, where were you, even just a couple of years ago to what brought you to today doing this whole van life, kind of a more minimalism lifestyle.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So my, my life just a few years ago looked a lot different than it does right now. Um, I was, so for my undergrad, I studied mechanical engineering. Um, I got married after grad or after engineering school and started working as an engineer And um, was in uh, just a very different part of life. Wasn't doing creative work. I was doing engineering work, um, living with my wife, obviously. And then just had um, a lot of things happen drastically all at once. And um, ended up just kind of having um, a lot of problems in my life to where I decided just to restructure everything and um, focus on creativity and I needed, yeah, I just like engineering was kind of wearing me down and I realized that I needed more of a creative focus in my life. And, um, so I guess depending on how much detail we want to go into, um, the long story short of it is after all of that fell apart, my marriage fell apart. um, my engineering career wasn't working out for me. Um, it was making me really unhappy and it just didn't feel like me. Um, so that kind of all has basically turned into now me pursuing a more creative career and living in the van because of, you know, just valuing, um, small, simple living and the, the freedom to, to travel.
0: Well, and what I love about your backstory is you did what most everybody's conditioned to do. You followed the societal norms. You went to school, you got this engineering degree. Uh, and then you were unhappy, but what made you, besides some life things that happened, what made you realize, what the hell am I doing with my life? I had good, right? You were making good money. And then you were like, yeah, I just, I don't want this stuff
1: anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, and that's exactly it. I, I realized that I was given this narrative of what success is and, uh, I don't think I ever really questioned why I was studying engineering, um, why I was trying to save up to buy a home. I, I never really questioned those things. I was just kind of, it, it, it's what I was told. It's what you're you are told culturally and from, you know, a, a lot of influences. It's just kind of like, yeah, of course, you should get the best degree you can, make as much money as you can, buy a house, you know, get a yard with a dog, whatever it is there there's kind of some things that just seem like, well, that's what success is. And um, I, I had to just kind of reset because I realized like that definition isn't working for me. It, it doesn't fit me. I don't know why I'm chasing more money through engineering when I don't care that much about engineering and I don't know what I want more money for. So, So in other words, I I had to restructure my own definition of success. So I had to say, okay, what do I think success is? Not, not what what can I do to fit this cultural idea of success, but what's a successful life to me? And um, that's what made me restructure of, well, I really value traveling Oops. and um, just uh, minimalism, having very few things holding me down. So that's kind of what allowed me to redefine my own defini- definition of success and gear it towards living small and simple and having freedom to travel.
0: Well, and so I have some questions for you, but so what you're saying is money and, and, and getting the house, the yard, the dog, the wife, all those things, you got everything that's supposed to make you happy, but you weren't happy.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think that's exactly because I wasn't chasing after. I I just, I wasn't being true to myself and I wasn't chasing after what success was to me. So you're right. I, I had achieved what from an outsider's perspective definitely would have looked like success. Um, but I didn't have the things that I valued. And, um, and so now like I really care about about that being something that I help make known to people is that like you have the ability to define success for yourself. It's, it's not going to be the exact same for every person because we have this cultural idea that it's money and it's, it's status and it's, it's moving up in your career, regardless of what that is. Um, and I think we need to take a lot more time on the front end and say like, okay, what do I want my life to look like? Not, you know, not how can I get as much money as possible, but what do I want my life to look like? And if it takes a lot of money to get to that life that you want it to be great, that's awesome. Like, pursue the money if that's going to get you to your goals. But you got to start with what do you actually want your life to look like?
0: So, and and that's a question I have for you. Once you got through the life experiences that you went were there certain questions you asked yourself or did you journal? Was it running? Was it just getting back into video? What made you, what was your aha moment?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it really was making videos that changed my life. Honestly. Um, somehow, you you know, when, when I started having problems with my marriage, I, and and was unhappy in my engineering career. It somehow clicked for me that that creativity was the thing that I had lost. I think I, I kind of realized that was the heart of why I wasn't feeling like myself as I had lost my creativity. Um, I, I grew up making videos with my brother and drawing and playing music. And that all of those creative things I had just kind of lost as I got lost in this engineering world. And so I knew that I loved video. So I picked up the camera and started making videos. And that was really just the start of changing my life. Because um, A, I was just looking at every single day differently. I was looking at looking at every day as a beautiful gift because I wanted to film things and see the things that were unique each day. And I also started to look at my life as a story. Um, You know, so when you're making vlogs and YouTube videos, you become a lot more aware of story arches. And um, so it, it kind of freed me up to say like, you know, these conflicts and these, like, just all of these struggles that I'm going through in my life are just character development in my story. And mm-hmm. so, like, uh, yeah, as I was making videos, it, it really was an incredible coping mechanism or, or just perspective on life to be able to say, like, I'm just a character in a story and this is developing me and these hard moments are the best parts of any movie or any story.
0: I love your perspective on that. And what it sounds like to me is once you were able to let go of all the things you should be doing, you tapped back into that childhood hobby, that thing you loved that brought you so much joy. And now you found a way to be doing that again. And that's huge. And so what I'm thinking, if I'm a listener hearing this for the first time, if they're stuck kind of going through life's monotonous routine, just going through life's motions, What advice do you give them?
1: Yeah, I, as corny as it may sound, I think it's just to trust yourself. Um, I think it's so easy to get caught up in thinking that if there's a break in your resume or if your job isn't related to your degree, you're going to mess up this entire path, you know, um, that, that you've set yourself on. And and I think I really had to learn to just trust myself and say like, okay, like I'm going to be able to support myself. I'm going to survive. I I need to trust myself enough to take these risks and accept the fact that, um, that I need to steer the ship here because engineering is clearly not doing it for me. And, um, yeah. And, And so since I've taken that leap, it's like, you just realize so much more when you when you care about something, those opportunities are going to come. Like The work is going to come when you care about something and do it consistently. When I started, I, I had no interest in making money with the videos. I just was making them because I loved them and I was making them at least once a week, if not more. And you just naturally have all of these opportunities arrive. You have people seeing that you care about what you're doing and so they ask you if you want to film their wedding or film a video for their brand. And it's like all of these opportunities just started flooding simply because I loved it and cared about it and was consistently doing videos.
0: So wait a minute. You're saying if you jump, the net will appear.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right.
0: And I think that's what... And I I know from coaching, especially coaching other people, most people are stuck in this fear worry anxiety doubts and all this crap that holds them stuck and if people would i mean i've done it you've done it we're we're doing just fine right if people would be willing to be brave and courageous enough to just take that leap of faith and trust and have faith that literally everything will line up as you said the clients will come the resources will come the books you need to read. I'm everything will come, but somebody who's brand new and they're like, uh, I'm easy for them to say, what do you tell them?
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I, I have been so fully immersed in that fear and have felt that fear. And that, that fear was one of the things that led to the downfall of my marriage. And I, I don't know if I can even think of a (laughs) it's almost one of those things that you can't explain your way out of like you're it truly is a leap because it's it's not going to make sense until you take the leap Um, and so I guess that's the problem is is trusting people that have taken the leap but I, I think it it just makes sense if if you have something that you're spending your spare time thinking about or researching or, or learning new skills in, how much better do you think you're going to be, you know, pursuing that and making a living off that rather than something that you're just doing because you think it's what you're supposed to do. You're going to be way more willing to put in the late hours and put in the extra research, um, to do something you care about than to just do what you think is going to make you a lot of money to be successful. Yeah.
0: What would you say? And for those that, all right, I believe in baby steps, right? I I believe you can take small steps at a time consistently are better than no steps at all. So those that are like, well, I can't just quit my nine to five. I'm not suggesting everyone just quit their nine to five. Some people love it or nine to five, keep that stability of a paycheck, but start that side passion, start that hobby, uh, if it, here's the thing, the internet is our best friend, right? If you don't know how to start a blog, write a book, start a podcast, videoing, editing, whatever, be resourceful. So what advice would you give to somebody to at least just take some small steps forward?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and cause we we're talking about leaps earlier and, and that's exactly it. For me, it has been a bunch of small little leaps that now I'm at this point where I'm living in a van and and it feels like I've made this massive leap, but it's just been those little leaps of faith along the way. So I was working my engineering job when I started video. So that was like you're saying, just putting in the effort after hours. I care about this. I want to develop it. Then it was a leap from my engineering job to my job now with a marketing company. So I still have a nine to five and it's not related to video. Um, So I'm, I'm still on that path of taking leaps and you can take those little leaps. And so from an outsider's perspective, you know, it may look like I've made this crazy leap to just instantly go from married with an engineering job to living in a van by myself doing videos but it's it's all about those consistent small steps like those are the things that actually make a difference in your life and those are the things that you are going to be able to maintain for the long run anyway you if you're if you're giving yourself these massive goals to write a book in the next 6 months you're going to burn out and probably not do it but if you tell yourself i'm going to write one sentence every day just start with that. You're going to get way more accomplished doing that than you are giving yourself this massive lofty goal that becomes a burden to you.
0: I think, yeah, that's great advice. And that's like people trying to lose 80 pounds overnight. Did you gain it overnight? No. So, you know, what, what can you do today? What physical activity or, or eating better, whatever to get to that 80 Pound release. Anyway, so while you were saying all that, it made me think of something else. Um, I don't know if you ever see on Facebook or Instagram, the ads about how to get, you know, make six figures in 90 days or how to have. The thing is, these people didn't do it in 90 days. Maybe it was a few years leading up to and then in 90 days, they happen to like skyrocket to success. So the truth is, it is all those underlying and the years of the the progress to to hit that spike.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always the work in the background that no one sees that is making the big difference. And and maybe you can. I mean, that's why those people are able to sell those ninety day packages because they've been working in the background for a long time to develop whatever system that is. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's. It's hard to accept that patience. But I think that's, a, that's an important reason why you need to learn. For me, like uh, uh, just a big value in my life is to never take for granted how beautiful every day is, regardless of situation. Because um, we're always going to have goals that we're aspiring towards. Um, Jim Carrey pretty famously says, you know, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so that they could realize it's not the answer we're always going to have these things we're achieving towards and it's great to have goals and it's absolutely beautiful to have things you're working towards. But at the same time, you have to be able to just enjoy each day because then that makes taking those small steps that much easier. You can say today's beautiful. Like I'm going to take everything today as a gift and then I'm just going to work one step at a time towards this other reality that I want to work towards.
0: I think you nailed something on the head there. And that is, it really, not to be cliche, but that whole enjoy the journey, not the destination. Because think about it, each day we're growing and evolving. So yeah, you have those goals you want to achieve, but they don't stop. They continue going. And even, I'm actually running a marathon in a couple of weeks. And one of my girlfriends, who's she's ran multiple, she told me, day of race, Heather just, enjoy the journey, enjoy every step of, because then once it's over, then what, you know? So yeah, it's kind of that whole being present and in the moment and enjoying right now, not the destination.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's cliche. Cause it's true. Like we're always going to have Goals. That's what it's what we like doing. If we if we achieve a goal, we're gonna want to create another goal and, and chase towards it. So yeah, it's 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 cliche because it's true.
0: Yeah. Well, so then question for you, the videos that you're creating now, what what is your purpose behind them? What message are you trying to get out there?
1: Yeah, so I'm moving forward with my YouTube channel, I'm trying to center all of my videos around the idea of of redefining success. And so I'm kind of separating that into two parts. So I've, I've got my own definition of success and I have three pillars of success for myself. And those three pillars are um, consume less, create more master your craft and tell a better story. And so each of those things Are kind of topics i'll be making videos about and why they're pillars of success for me but then i'm also going to try to um collaborate with other people who have different ideas of success and tell their stories of what they're working towards and what they think that success is for themselves and so the idea of all of this is to kind of um just spread the idea that like we need to broaden our mindset of success and realize that everyone's defining it for themselves And you should be finding your own definition of success before you start chasing the definition that you're given.
0: So then what is your new definition of success?
1: Yeah, for me, it's, I I guess I can dive into those three pillars a bit because the first is consume less, create more. Um, I've just, I found so much joy in creating that, um, I think it pairs well with consuming less and creating more that consuming less is um, referring to both physical and digital goods. Um, So it's just, it's personally fulfilling to me when I can use less plastic products and less water, less energy, whatever it is. um, And then also consume less content, you know, less movies, less YouTube videos, all of that. And to just be more intentional with how I'm consuming so that I have more time to, create artwork of my own and create videos of my own. Um, and then master your craft is my second pillar. So that idea is just really developing the craft that I care about, which for me is videography and just becoming a true master of that. So, so taking at least a little time every single day to learn something new about videography. And that's another thing that to me, if, if I get better, if I learn something about my craft, that's, that's success to me. Um, and then the final one is that tell a better story. So that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with realizing that I'm a character in a story. And um, if, I'm, if I'm faced with a hard decision, I, I want to I make the decision that tells a better story rather than the one that's just comfortable for me or easy for me. And so I've seen that lead to just what I see as success in a lot of places of my life where um, it it leads me to either take the more adventurous decision or to just see the hard things in my life as beautiful things that are developing me. So those are, you know, none of those three things correlate directly to money, but they're all things that fulfill me and get me um, working towards some of these goals that I have. So that's, that's success to me. Yeah.
0: I love what you've done in this whole, not chasing, but creating fulfillment. Oh, actually I, I did a podcast on this yesterday, contentment over fulfillment. And that's what I think you've really moved into is maybe you used to be content, satisfied with what you mm-hmm. had, but now you've stepped into let go of all the material and the distractions more or less to step into this whole role of fulfillment, which will still bring you all those other things.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a an interesting um, parallel between those two because I think we can pretty quickly get to a place of comfort, um, but that certainly can lack fulfillment for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's what I'm all about is busting outside of your comfort zone. I, I preach it all the time. I have a yeah. few rapid-fire questions I would like to ask you to wrap up this interview.
1: Okay, Awesome.
0: First one is, what is a quote or motto that you live by?
1: Hmm. Quote or motto? Probably just be here now. Um, Yeah, just it's so easy to always be thinking of what's ahead and what I want and what my life could be. And like we've talked about, that's all good. But I have to constantly remind myself, be here now. Um, that's a quote by Ram Dass. Just appreciate what you have now and don't, don't forget to, to breathe and take in all of the beauty that's happening right now.
0: That reminds me this past week and I listened to a podcast interview with Michael Phelps actually while I was running. I had some free time. But Michael Phelps said, when you have, and I feel like so many people do this, when you have, when you have one foot in the past and one in the future, you're pissing on the now.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so. that's really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm reading, the book is called this by Michael Gunger. Um, that's the one I'm reading right now. It's really, really good. It's, it's pretty closely related to that first quote I said of be here now. It's just about, um, recognizing the beauty of this And essentially um, it talks a lot about how all suffering is, is desiring anything other than we have right now. And um, so it's, um, it's really good. It's a, it's a beautiful mix of, of spirituality and practicality and um, talks a lot about fulfillment um, versus comfort, a lot of things like that. So yeah, I strong recommend. I'm not quite done with it, but it's awesome so far.
0: That sounds like my kind of book. I will I'm I'll write that down. Um and yeah. finally, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: Oh man. Uh, I have tried to record videos to my younger self um because I've I've seen other people do it as a practice. And it's very hard to do that without crying. So I'm gonna try not to do that right now. Um but I I would just tell my younger self to not be so damn hard on yourself, Um, to to recognize that you have time to explore um, and to just to not be afraid. Um, I made a lot of my decisions out of fear and that never leads to healthy decisions. That never leads to loving decisions. So um, yeah, I would just say like there's nothing to be afraid of. Don't be afraid. Don't be so hard on yourself and just enjoy life and explore more.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. I'm so stoked to see your videos to come. I love what you're doing and uh, you speak so well.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's really good talking with you.
0: Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. To connect with me further, you can find me on Facebook, Heather Hakes. I am also on Instagram as Heather.Hakes. And I even have a YouTube channel. Guess what? Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.